Welcome to the ESBC podcast with the purpose of the podcast is always to uh, make money and we've gone 14 straight weeks of profit. Uh, I've gone like 16 and one a few times, but I, I would have in the middle of the season, I would have a uh, a week where it would not be profit, but every week this week has been profit. Uh, we have even a higher percentage on NFL games, right? And at, you know, on Josh Abner MBA, and that's an MBA, uh, or if you're in business, or really anything you do, right? Uh, the Undoing by Nicole Kidman, uh, 500 Days of Summer, uh, Sex in the City, that. Uh, book in that episode he's just not that into you all that's about uh looking through your thinking and looking to see to find out if you have a uh, cognitive dis uh, distortion if you're not uh, looking at things the way you should right uh, hope is never a strategy and Sometimes what you wish for does not happen, right? So you have the stream here on Facebook. So what you do is, especially in betting, is you look at uh, the details of your process. And the great thing about betting is if your opinion is wrong, you do not get paid, right? So uh, you... I remember reading a book like 20 years ago from Harvey McKay that would say something like, uh, pick every single NFL game, right? Uh, during the season to see how you're thinking, right? To get good feedback on uh, if uh, hope is never a strategy. And sometimes what you wish for does not happen, right? Then you have the stream here on Facebook. So what you do is, especially in betting, is you look at uh, the details of your process. And the great thing about betting is if your opinion is wrong, you do not get paid, all right? So uh, you, I remember reading a book like 20 years ago from Harvey McKay that would say something like, uh, pick every single NFL game, right? Uh, during the season to see how you're thinking, right? To get good feedback on if you're right or wrong, right? I'm gonna set up the Facebook feed real quick. Yeah, 14 straight weeks of profit. 
And you always have, in every business meeting, in every podcast here, it's a business meeting. You have to have a purpose and an outcome. And the purpose is simple to make money. Uh, the outcome has been 14 weeks straight of profit, 300% uh, uh, ROI. So to put that in perspective, the ROI of uh, an investor in the stock market, which has been phenomenal, has been 50%. The average of the stock market is 8%. Tesla is 600%. So we we're at 301%. Actually, you're like 350, 360 heading towards 400 uh, ROI, very close to that. So we're doing extremely well uh, betting on games. And part of it is going back and looking at the games you got wrong in order to get them right. And what we do here is use business financial concepts in order to make money watching the games. So, uh, the Hawthorne effect is, and that's what we use in this podcast episode, that if you track or measure something, you improve its performance uh, between the 10 to 20%. And 52.5% is break even. And we're at 60%. We did 77% MBA. And uh, last couple of weeks, we've been around 68% college football. So the, the, the margin between 52.5% and 60 to 70% where we're at is compound interest every time we go ahead and we accomplish that. So the Hawthorne effect is you learn more from uh, games you got wrong versus the games you got correctly. All right, so let's go through the games last week that we got wrong, that we should have gotten right, or that we used, should have used a better uh, process. The first one would be the, the Thursday night game with uh, the Patriots and the Rams. Uh, I ignored the fact that the Rams are the number one team in the NFL stopping the run. Uh, and that's all... Bill Belichick has to steer the running game. And Newton's learning that offense. You know, eventually he'll be fine. I would expect, you never know. They're going to add more things to the offense this week and in the following weeks, uh, especially against Miami, division game, a big game for the Patriots about this year, but it's been a rebuilding year for them. And a lot of guys opted out for COVID-19 and Bill Belichick was hanging his hat on having depth on defense and putting it on the defense. So he has more control over what is going on. And like most great coaches, he's a control freak. So he wants to have a lot of control, put it on the defense. That's been the strategy for him. Uh, and against the Rams on a short week, uh, I got the under because I knew the game was going under, but the side was the Rams and I had the Patriots because I overvalued uh, I overvalued the coaching advantage between Belichick and McVeigh. They showed his ugly head again, but the problem was uh, in the beginning, McVeigh was a little bit better prepared and got off to a hot start. And then the New England offense didn't do anything the whole rest of the game. 
So I should have picked uh, New England on the side. And people jumping on Periscope, there'll be Twitter soon. Uh, if you have any questions about NFL football and betting on games, just let me know. Another game that I got wrong that I should have gotten right was the Cincinnati game. Uh, Cincinnati didn't show anything. I, I knew I knew the total I got correct, right? The total was no problem. But uh, the Bengals offensive line, I thought the Bengals offensive line was going to hold up more than it did, right? And for the most part, uh, NFL teams do not get uh, blown out two weeks in a row. And even though Dallas won by a, a wide margin, the game was a lot closer than what the score would indicate. It was, again, it was similar to the Patriots in the Rams game. It was that the Bengals offense was so anemic that it did not uh, that it wore down to the defense. And that's what Dallas lives on, even though they're missing offensive linemen. Dallas is, Dallas is a team that wants to wear you down and then play zone on defense and then let you make mistakes. Uh, the reason the Bengals lost that game was because of turnovers. Now, there's always a big debate in sports betting, right? Do you uh, make a determination on, on the game predicting turnovers? And the answer in my uh, style of betting, remember I've made profit now going on 13 years. We got 14 weeks in a row of making profit. So it's had good results. You do not predict turnovers or uh, use it solely to predict the outcome of a game. However, if you have coaches like Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, people like that, Nick Satan, people that know how to uh, coach and create turnovers, you use it as a factor in that game. Or if you have a turnover machine like Baker Mayfield, still is, but he was a lot more uh, in previous years, uh, you do factor it in, right? It's the same thing with analytics. Analytics does not work in football. Just take the last play of uh, the uh, – the Baltimore game, right? And it's a perfect example of why analytics doesn't work. There's just too many variables. So a business concept that we use to bet on games is that the elimination of variables and covariables ensures the result. So there's just too many variables in football for analytics to work. However, you do use it as a factor uh, in your decision-making because higher level intelligence is situational intelligence all right so the Bengals, that if their offensive line they should hold against pittsburgh and they should cover the spread they're gonna lose but they should cover the spread against pittsburgh that's a spoiler for tomorrow's uh podcast all right there's the hawthorne effect using the hawthorne effect to up our percentage where we're at 60 percent now uh 205 wins 135 losses 60 percent 52.5% is break even. And our ROI is approaching 400%. Uh, Jacksonville, again, an anemic offense. So those are uh, 
Patriots, Bengals, and Jacksonville, I overvalued what their offense was going to do. The Giants. The Giants uh, last week. Giants last week. uh, I should have done a money line bet on let me let me make sure the Giants game because the Giants offensive line again imploded so a lot of these games are being decided at the line of scrimmage uh COVID-19 a lot of offensive linemen were not able to have access to gyms they were not allowed to uh, lift in the facility so all these offensive linemen that relied on going to the facility to work out or are playing for cheap teams. So cheap team will be uh, teams that are owned by families or particular owners, uh, you know, and the Giants come to mind as being that way, right? They're owned by the Mar-, Mar family. The Bengals are owned by the Brown family. They're not owned by a corporation that has a back, right? Like. Robert Kraft has his own company and really as a hobby more than anything else, he has the Patriots, even though he does a good job running it as a business and except for his impulse control and his uh, sexual perversions, uh, Robert Kraft is a good decision maker. He makes good business decisions personal life probably not so well and it might cost him too right the young girl he married uh, the prenuptial isn't right uh take him to the cleaners like giuliani got taken to the cleaners, right giuliani junior giuliani impregnated a 19 year old girl wife finds out and they both clean them out that's why he's trying to charge the trump campaign uh Twenty thousand dollars a day, right? So hopefully, Kraft is not headed towards that. Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, uh, but you look at Jacksonville, uh, owned by a particular owner, Mr. Khan. You look at the Mar family owning the Giants, uh, and the Brown family, the Bengals. All those cheap teams, their offensive lines probably didn't have access to the gym during COVID-19 and they're not holding up. So if if they play a half decent defensive line, they're getting enough, right? So I have to factor that in uh, in the upcoming wagers as as we move forward. A team that's the opposite of that would be the Atlanta Falcons that are owned by Arthur Blank, okay? And Arthur Blank owns Home Depot. Uh, The problem there was Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan uh, seems like he's hurt. So that's a situation where I needed to do more research, right? So really what it boils down to, uh, I needed to, think the games a little bit through a little bit more and then take note 
now for this week, for next week, uh, the fact is Matt Ryan, they brought in, uh, they went into the Wildcat and then the Wildcat through the Wildcat guy threw the bomb over a cornerback playing one-on-one coverage who gets beat all the time. So they couldn't exploit it, exploit it the whole game because uh, Matt Ryan, uh, obviously his arm is hurt. So you have to put that in perspective. Now, why is Matt Ryan playing even though he has a hurt arm? It's because he, you can't replicate uh, the way he can read defenses and get the Falcons into the right play, right? They don't have a backup or anybody that can do that. So even though he has a hurt arm, he can't throw deep, he's still in the game. And that's really a determinant why they lost to the Chargers. They couldn't score more than 17 points. And they pretty much held the, the Chargers down. Uh, Raheem Morris, probably the smartest coach in the NFL with the Atlanta Falcons. The Raiders. The Raiders' defense has imploded. Uh, they got rid of their coordinator, Gunterson. They're giving up 37 points in games. Uh, teams that play against the Raiders score 50% of the time. So I needed to do more research. And in the episode notes, we have the top 10 rules of betting. Number one rule, never bet your own team. Number two rule of betting is always do your research. And I did a modicum of research, but I needed to go deeper and kind of process that the Raiders' defense uh, has completely shut down, right? Uh, they, they've, they've completely... Um, gone off the deep end and I didn't realize how bad it is it's almost like the Jets you can't realize how really bad they are also Penn State in college football how really bad Michigan too how really bad they are it's hard to imagine could be pandemic not having access to the gym uh being not as organized as they usually are because of the pandemic but uh the Raiders are really mimicking what they did last year uh Gruden likes to play complementary football. What that means is they don't score quickly. Uh, they try to keep the defense fresh. And now he's putting Rob Marinelli uh, as the defensive coordinator. And Rob Marinelli is really uh, a poor man's Monty Kiffin when he was going good. Uh, but it's a style that's winning in the NFL as far as uh, the defensive line dominating. So that's what he's going to try to do. But does he have the horses to do that? I'm figuring um, Mike, uh, Marinelli will fire him up for one or two games, but it's not going to last long. Uh, so that's something to monitor with the Raiders. So against the Colts, Frank Wright, probably the best offensive mind in the NFL right now, uh, doing more with less. I mean, he got the Eagles to win a Super Bowl, and the Eagles haven't been close to what he's been. Uh, since uh, Frank Reich was there. And I've been saying that for years. And making money doing it, because who cares what you say? Now, the difference between our opinions here on the podcast and the opinions you hear out there is that our opinions make you money. You can have, anybody can have their own opinion, but you cannot have your own fact. And the fact is that we have 14 weeks in a row of profit, right? buy stuff. All the stocking stuffers I got for Anna, my wife, came all off uh, betting on games. 
So we're very fortunate, lucky, and good. We're able to do that. Now, the opposite side of overvaluing teams and not seeing how, you know, what is bottom for certain teams or what is bottom for the Raider defense is the Bills. The Bills are a lot better than uh, what I thought. Their defense is a lot better than what I thought. I saw them get shredded early in the season, but McDermott, Andy Reid guy, has been diligently working, getting that defense better. Uh, they're missing people on the offensive line, but D-Ball, right? D-Ball, coach for Nick Satan. Uh, he, I believe he coached for uh, Bill Belichick. He's a great coach. He's doing a great job. And then Pittsburgh on the road. Uh, they're one-dimensional. So I overvalued how well Pittsburgh was going to do as a one-dimensional team versus uh, the Bills' defense, right? Uh, so a big part of sports betting is measuring, right, and differentiating uh, games you got wrong because of the luck factor and the wrong process. In probability theory, uh, the highest certainty you can have of an event is 80%. There was an 80% chance there wasn't going to be a pandemic this year, but there was. There's always a 20% bad luck factor, all right? Remember, 52.5% is break even. So you differentiate that. And the Pittsburgh game is close. Uh, should I have done a little bit more research? Yes. Should I have valued the, the Bills? Uh, Defense more, yes. Uh, the fact that Pittsburgh was one-dimensional, should that been more of a factor? Yes. But still, they were one play away from covering. So you mitigate that, and you take all that information, and you take it to the next week. And really, in the next few weeks, we want to finish strong and hit 70 to 80%, even though we've been strong the whole time. And doing that is being able to to execute those differentiations, right? And be able to differentiate uh, when you got the process wrong versus bad luck, right? So that, so that one's, the, the Pittsburgh uh, Buffalo game was in the middle as far as that's uh, concerned. When you look at those factors, right? Uh, and when you check your think, right? And one, one analogy for as far as uh, being able to check your thinking, uh, notice people who live alone for 30 years versus people who have a wife who checks them or a husband who checks them, checks how they're thinking, right? Uh, you track your outcomes and you hold yourself accountable, right? And you have transparency. And you have vulnerability, but with the right people. You can't be vulnerable to very many people, but with the right people that check you and uh, are accurate in their analysis and their assessments. And that way, you make a lot of money betting on games, going through that process that for guys is really hard, right? You're a, a, a father, right? Father knows best. You're supposed to know everything. Uh, it's humiliating. It's uh, taxing, right? Uh, it's 
embarrassing uh, to be wrong and to have a faulty business thought process, but it's very fixable, right? By being um, able, right, to confront those horrible feelings and then get to the other side. And the more you do it, the better you get at it and the more money you make, right? So for that and many other reasons, uh, we give the people with the best information win, right? So we give you the best information that you make money watching these games and having fun watching these games, making money at the same time and we give you better information than what you can pay for. Action Sports gives you worse information, lower percentages, and charges you $300 a month. Or some people are 50 bucks a game. Like, you know, give me 50 bucks, I'll give you the one. No. Uh, we give you better information and we do it all for free. So we always close with Winston Churchill. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Sports Betting and Financial Podcast.